Molly Hemingway has a lot of important thoughts uh, and a lot of knowledge about what is being broken in our election system. We really did see, given all the enthusiasm that was in the country, that Republican leadership really failed Republican voters. And it may well be a failure. It's far more likely, in my mind, that it was a calculated rope-a-dope on behalf of Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. On behalf of the voters, I failed to take into account something last week, and it's something we've talked a lot about. We have been witnessing the infantizing of people for 15 years, the infantizing of adults. In the past five years, we've watched an acceleration into the always emergency. In the past three years, we have seen Democrat voters utterly traumatized, and some Republican voters as well, utterly traumatized. And so when you're dealing with an election of people who are infantized and traumatized, I think what we saw was a very predictable result. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we should live. I can't wait to talk to Zach Abraham this week, Board Capital Management, about this uh, crypto kid. He's given 50 million bucks to the Democrats and may well be on the run as he's gone bankrupt. Now, I didn't mean uh, when I introduced the program to say that I predicted this outcome because I didn't. And that's to my shame because we have talked about the dynamics of this, uh, well, since the podcast began. And frankly, since the radio show began all that time ago. And that is that there are people who've been utterly infantized and quite by design infantized uh, by the party. And taught for years and years, there's nothing they can do without the help of big mama government. In that case, Nancy Pelosi. Um, And recently, people have been traumatized through a series of traumas. And so much of this involves the Mockingbird media playing a very, very willing role in scaring people. And putting people into a constant state of fear will change the way they think. And we've talked in this program about rock. This is this metaphor I used once of of someone being in a raft and it's turned over in a river. And the only thing they can find to grab onto is a rock. You will not live very long in rushing water on a rock, but people will not let go because rock will save us. And they won't, even if there's firefighters downstream and they've strung a rope across the river and they're trained and and they're ready to catch you. And it's like a net. They're going to catch you. Now, rock will save me. People are terrified. They will not let go. And I'm thinking about those dynamics. And I I should have thought about this before last week. 
And people who are traumatized will often turn to the very people who have traumatized them because the fear of the unknown or the boogeyman effect. So the George Floyd's death in which he fully participated, the Mockingbird media used an opportunity to terrify black people. And that is that all white cops want to kill you and all white voters want to participate in that killing. And then, of course, the COVID flu. The mega heads and the COVID idiots want to kill you. That's why they won't do the sensical thing of putting on a face diaper because they want to kill you. They will not take the injections because they want to watch you die. So even as crime rates soar in cities where crime rates are, well, murder rates are unimaginably high and everybody knows it. You had people whose votes went to the people who've caused that circumstance because they're terrified of the other end of this. Well, if we don't vote for them, then white cops will, now they'll just they'll have license to go kill. Traumatized people make really bad decisions. The infantizing is another angle of this. And on this, I am deeply ashamed that I didn't come to this bit of analysis earlier. The infantizing and mail-in voting and what that means. We'll get back to more of Molly Hemingway as well and her thoughts on this. Of course, Molly Hemingway believes that the 2020 election was rigged, which it was. Now, some CNN people say that Ron DeSantis rigged his election by enforcing the law and such. I was at an event uh, this weekend. Okay, okay. I admit it. It was a CrossFit event. And I was uh, honored to go do some announcing, be an MC, but very little, no, no importance. Just kind of informing people of what was going on in that competition and you know, keeping people together. A little local competition, like friendly thing, not a, not a big elite thing. And watching the different body types who have achieved the very best that their bodies can be. Uh, at their age was really an important thing for me. Phenomenal. There were some gentlemen there in their 70s and they're, they're killing stuff. Uh, there were some younger people there as well and in dynamic shape, honestly. And people my age who were doing, you know, I don't know, a couple hundred box jumps in about eight minutes with, with uh, wall balls and burpees, horrible stuff. And they all had different body types, really tall people, very short people, some people stocky, some people, you know, but they all were maximized and it all came down to nutrition, right? All of them work hard in the gym. All of them work hard, but it comes down to nutrition. Now you could hate the gym. My wife, she hates the thought of the gym. But dropping unwanted fat from your body is not, in fact, about exercise. It is about what goes in your mouth. And at Soda Weight Loss, they'll help you get that under control. And they'll help you keep it under control. And incidentally, the holidays is a great time to start a program like this because it's a benchmark time. And because why put on the extra 20 pounds that people often do during the holidays? 
I recommend entirely Soda Weight Loss at SodaWeightLoss.com. S-O-T-A. It stands for State of the Art. I'll tell you next time we chat about this. I also had dinner with my loved one, very close relative, who continues to thrive on the plan. I'm going to tell you, she looks 15 years younger to me, and I've told her that. It's SodaWeightLoss.com. S-O-T-A. WeightLoss.com. It stands for State of the Art. There are people in uh, the GOP, the rock-ribbed, tall-as-an-oak, unbreakable conservatives who worship systems. They worship systems. And to them, the system is, its like I said, it's a god, small-g god. We can't criticize the system. People have to trust the system. If people don't trust the system... Well, then everything falls apart. Then, on the other side, there is the left who seeks to corrupt and use and make unrecognizable the system. And it works so well with the generation of infantized people. And I'll talk about that in a second. There's a guy named uh, represent. Well, he's not. He's not named. His name is J.T. Wilcox. He's a he's a Washington State representative. And for the record, J.T. is on a personal basis a very very nice man. R- truly, he is. And on a personal basis, I have no no truck with him. On a political basis, I think he is a destructive force by accident. By accident, he. I, I honestly believe he's he's a pretty well intentioned guy. He has some conflicts. He's also a politician, has some pretty major conflicts and also tends to want to surround himself with people who do what he wants. He's very much a professional Republican in that way. And that doesn't take away from what I I said about him being a nice guy. I genuinely think that he writes this on Twitter about the disgusting, broken system in Washington state, which is an, an utter and complete laughable joke in a thousand different ways. For instance, if you live in hardcore downtown Seattle that is that is owned by the left and you see that there's a congressional race uh, outside the Seattle area that's really close, you can just change your voter registration address uh, like a month or so before the election. You could just go and say, hey, I need to change my voter, uh, my voter registration address. OK, what do you want to change it to? Uh, that really tight congressional district. You don't have to prove you live there. You don't have to have a bill. You don't have to have, you know, a utility bill or anything. You can just change it. And I guarantee Democrats do this because they own downtown South. That's just one example. Uh, JT writes this. There's lots of suspicions voiced about slow counts. It's because more than a million voters vote on the last day. Taking those ballots out of envelopes is slow. Most votes will get counted by Friday. If you told people to vote late, don't complain about waiting for hours for counts. To which I responded, dear JT, the problem people have is the Democrats stole the election from Dino Rossi using this technique. You do agree with me, don't you, that that election was stolen? When you show me how you've stopped that being a possibility, I'll agree with you. Then he writes this. I hear complaints all the time from people who want to track their ballots to see if it was counted as they wish. That seems to mean that it's not really a secret ballot. So much of what people want in voting is conflict. Okay, but that isn't the case. 
because all of us can have a unique identifier on our ballot that only we have. And therefore, we can see the image of our ballot that to anyone else has no name attached to it. Never had a name attached to it. We just possess it. So, and, and JT's smart enough to know that. But he's a guy who is in love with the system and has to keep the system. On the other side of this, you have Democrats in this election. This was not about persuading people to make a decision. And this goes to infantizing. Okay, this is not about persuading people to make a decision. That's the politics of the old. It's the politics that should exist and doesn't exist. Like with a little kid. If you have a four-year-old or a three-year-old, you don't sit down and say, let's talk about the relative benefits and losses of whether we leave now for grandma's house or if we wait 15 minutes to leave. What would you like to begin with? What do you view to be the, the greatest uh, upside to, to leaving a little early three-year-old person? You say, want to go see grandma? Get in the car. Because you're not asking for thought. You're, you're asking for action. You know, in healthy parenting, you may well say to your child, would you prefer to clean your room before or after dinner, knowing that it has to be done before bed? Do you want to do it before dinner or after dinner? And in that way, you're allowing them to participate in a choice, but you're not really asking them to dig in and think hard about a decision that matters. It's going to get done and it needs to be done before bedtime or there's consequences. In the case of mail-in ballots, or let's start the other way. In the case of spamming people with ballots in the mail, you're not asking them to make a decision. You're asking them to color in some circles. And the Democrats see this. This was not an election about persuasion. This was an election about harvesting and nagging. Now think of this. In an unhealthy parenting relationship, you're in there nagging, 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 because you have to nag, 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 nag. And the kid hates it, and it drives a shame cycle and an anger cycle, and the parents hate it because you feel inept. And Well, when you spam a bunch of people with ballots, and then you send an army of people out to knock on their door, where's your ballot? Where's your ballot? Oh, we'll, be, come back to, we'll come back tomorrow. Hey, we need you to fill your ballot out. Did you get your ballot filled out? We can help you fill it out. Sure, we'll help you fill it out. Here's an example ballot. You can just do this. Just do this. Just, just now we'll come back tomorrow. Hey, did you do that? Hey, let us leave another, we'll need, leave another sample ballot. Then we'll come back. And then they start to send neighbor teams in really advanced canvassing. Okay, we're not getting things done here. We need some neighbors. So you get someone who comes up. Hey, I live in the apartment uh, on, the, on the second floor. Um, I came to pick up your ballot. There's people here at this. We all need to vote. We all need to stick together. You're going to vote, right? Did you vote? Can you vote? Did you vote? Did you get the sample ballot? Because I can come back tomorrow. I'll tell you what, I'll come back in half an hour. Can you vote then? I'll be back in 15 minutes. Can you vote then? We vote. Did you vote? Did you vote? Did you vote? There you go. There's your great big decision for these elected officials. And with traumatized people who've been traumatized by the system and they just spent the last two years obeying the system it puts the mask on its face if it i forgot this isn't right but puts the mask on its skin if it wants to live again okay i'll put the mask on my skin i want to live again it's a perfect combination 
And the people who worship the system, like JT, uh, like Karl Rove, who in fact used the system. Karl Rove is now an utter disgrace. Having done what he could to make sure conservatives didn't win. And incidentally, Rove was also a pretty nice guy. All the wanted things. He was the, the one true conservative. Well, he's not a conservative. One true Republican heavyweight who reached out to me and actually made me breakfast at his home. And of course I went to go see A, Carl Rove's house, B, to have Carl Rove cook you pancakes, and C, to get to ask him questions at his home. It was fascinating. And of course I knew he wanted something from me. It's DC and he didn't care about me. He cared about what I knew about digital and specifically about data because Carl Rove wanted to own the data. But he worships the system and used it against conservatives. So can you see the combination of traumatized people and empathized people and spamming traumatized, empathized people with ballots? And then the ballot harvesters saying, well, you don't want black people to be shot by cops. You don't want, you don't want. Did you know that the Republicans want to make it illegal for trans children to play sports? No, I can show you. There's a headline. They want to make it illegal for kids who are born in the wrong body to even play sports. And if you believed that that was the case, that first of all, it was possible for a child to be born in the wrong body, which it's not. And you thought there was a group of adults saying, we're going to make it illegal for you to play sports because you're because you're same sex attracted because that's what people get in their head. That's part of the traumatizing process. And the Roe and, and Ro versus Wade thing, of course, got pitched as an abortion ban. Did you know there's already women shoving rusty hangers in their bodies? No, there's not, but it's a perfect combination. Molly Hemingway, perfect combination if you want elections to be um, limbic brains. There is this portion of our brain, the frontal cortex, that is performing... Logic-based analysis. Let's see. Murders are at record high levels in, in the separate country of Oregon. Record high. Rapes are at record high. I know that I no longer go to downtown Portland because it's unsafe. I won't let my family go down there. Uh, I know that there are homeless drug addicts uh, defecating on the streets uh, at all times of day. I know these things. I've seen these things. I won't let my kids go down there. And that's the frontal cortex. And I know that there's some, I know that there's policy connected to this. And I know that there are some Democrats who don't want to put cop or who don't want to put uh, criminals in jail. And that's very frustrating. That's frontal cortex stuff. Limbic brain is going, am I safe? Am I safe? And limbic brain is, is fight or flight. Am I safe or duck? Freeze, freeze. Fight, flight, am I safe? Can I come out of my house? Can I take the woke mask off? Can we get the, can we get the maggots to take the injections? Did they take, will they get the boosters? Are my kids going to die of the COVID? Are, are, are trans kids being murdered by the, the Republicans? Oh, I'm, I'm afraid of the crime, but I can't have to stun the kids. I can't have to stun the kids. Limbic brain. It's a perfect combination, and man, do I apologize for not having brought this into my analysis around this. And, and gosh, we talked about it. 
And I guess I'm I'm used to no, you know what it is? I, I'm probably like you, in a way. I think we're probably similar in this. I think that we have a desire for things to be the way they should be. Not to steal a phrase from Rush, but God rest him. I think we have I think we don't want to just recognize how completely gone the system is, and it is gone. So what do we do? When the system is gone, what do you do? I mean, that's that's a big question. The system you've grown used to your whole life is gone. What do you do? You build the parallel society. That's what you do. What you do is you recognize that the system is going to break. It cannot sustain itself. It's, it's too corrupted. And you rest in the arms of the Lord, who is not a system. He is now, always was, always will be. He is not impacted by any of this whatsoever. His plans are not impacted by it at all. And so you begin to rethink the system of which you're a part. And from the big things to the little things, like the soap in your house. Now, if you're buying your soap from a great, big, huge company that's all likelihood mobbed up, that is, that they have people on their board that's also on farmer's board, and you know how that all works. They make things not really to help people, but for profits. And you can make a great profit and help people. And ain't nothing wrong with making a profit. Of course, there's not. Drives innovation. But there are then small companies like Allen's Soaps. Founded to make money. Sure thing. Also, though, for a mission. And that is to employ people who have what we're supposed to call special needs. How about if I say they have special abilities? Like young Alan, who is the chief soap officer of Alan's Artisan Soaps at alansoaps.com slash Todd. Yes, it's real soap. In fact, it's better soap than the mass made. Factory made, robot, robot made soap. It's handmade, small batches. Do they know how to do it? Well, there's three generations of family expertise behind it. Is it good for your skin? Yeah, because Alan's skin is so very sensitive. If it works in Alan's skin, it's unlikely to not work on anyone else's. Is it creative? It is. It comes from a mind of a kid who is specially abled to think about fragrances. And is it a great gift? Could it be better for people who believe in life than to get not just a package of soap or a subscription of soap at alansoaps.com slash Todd, but also to get a picture of young Alan who is so deeply impacted by autism and structural health concerns, and yet he works every day. He's neither traumatized nor infantized. He works every single day, and it's not part of the system. It's a new system. It's a system that says, Alan, you val- we value you, and we want more people like you to work at our soap company. AlanSoaps.com slash Todd. Molly Hemingway. We really did see, given all the enthusiasm that was in the country, that Republican leadership really failed Republican voters. Republican voters were excited. The the ground was very fertile for a big Republican victory. Joe Biden's approval is in the toilet. Uh, 75% of the country thinks we're going in the wrong direction. Just objectively speaking, things are bad in the country, whether it's the southern border or crime or foreign policy, inflation. And that Republican leaders could not turn that into a big victory for Republicans really is an indictment of how they're running things. 
that elections are not run anymore like they were in the 1980s. There is now extensive period of voting where people who are smart are running get out the vote operations every day, hauling in ballots every day. Republicans keep on thinking that election day is a single day, and they think if they get everybody excited for that last day that that will be sufficient. That is not sufficient. There needs to be an effective ground game that is on Republican leadership, and there's only so much that everybody else can do with their enthusiasm and everything else. And Republican leadership, um, there's two things that I think have gone on here. One is the people who worship the system. So you don't see them coming out and saying what I'm saying about forced mail-in balloting, all mail-in balloting. And I think it is inarguable that to a population of people who wouldn't vote unless the spam came in the mail and then still wouldn't vote, uh, but end up voting because people come and insist they do, like the 18 to 29-year-olds. There's some analysis. Now, this comes from left-leaning um, you know, election people. Therefore, it could be them just gaslighting us. But I'll look at the numbers myself. And the contention is that votes of 18 to 29-year-olds in this past election uh, erased, statistically erased all votes of people over the age of 65. That would be very bad in a demographic shift for us particularly since those 18 to 29-year-olds have never before been people who vote. Want to know why? Because they have to go somewhere and do a thing. They have to clean their room on time. They have to finish their homework. Now, that doesn't apply to all 18 to 29-year-olds. There's plenty of 18 to 29-year-olds who hustle and hustle hard. I'm just talking about the competition I was at this weekend. That, that was run uh, by a lot of young women. And they put on a fantastic show. And, and a fantastic event. And that gym is run by a lot of young people and they hustle and they care. And so I, I don't mean to say all 18 to 29 year olds, but across the board, that's been the case. They don't vote. Oh man, I have to go stand in line. This is like me when I have to mail a check. And this is horrible for me. If it's not something that, that I can go just, you know, put on automatic payments and have it taken out of my bank account and I have to mail it. Or like for me, buying airplane tickets, I hate it. I, even if I know I'm going to leave, I just so abhor giving money to the airlines. I will I don't end up giving them more money. And the psychology of the 18 to 29 year old has been that. So mass spamming them ballots and then sending people to knock on their door and to nag them. And as they're nagging them, say, do you know that if we don't win this election, do you know that they're going to come and unvaccinate you? What? Yep. Yep, Mega has a plan. They're going to unvaccinate you. <gasps> They're going to take my booster away? Yes. In your macaroni and cheese. And then they use some other ways to scare them. Republicans have no answer for this because, number one, for me, I don't want this to be the system. I think too many people vote. I, I legitimately believe far too many people vote. If you don't have a basic handle on, on just if, basic civics, you should have enough decency to say, wow, I'm not going to make a decision on that. But then there's also this. It's the election of feelings. It's the election of feelings, but not high-level emotion. It's not gratitude. It's not guilt. It's not confusion. It is, am I safe or am I in danger? It's limbic. It's lizard brain. 
And that's how they're winning. There are, of course, the anomalies. And to whistle past the anomalies is to whistle past reality. You can't have the absolute reversal of an incredibly logical system without inserting needless steps. Every single step in a process is a chance to fail. Every single step. You look at, for instance, those of us who've not served in the military, but you look at any movie where they're planning some big tactical you know, break into a building, like to go take out Osama bin Laden. Like, like if you've seen the movie Zero Dark Thirty, where they are going to go take Osama bin Laden out. Do you remember this? Um, and they're going through the plan. There, here's hey, we've got this Black Hawk here, and we've got this Black Hawk here, and uh, we're going to have a, a QRF quick response force over here. Our guys are going to come in. We need to hit this compound at this time. Uh, up the hill, they have this the Pakistani army. We need to be in and out. Our timing is 17 minutes. We think he's in this top bedroom. We think that there are you know six bogies in the house. There's some kids, so be careful with that. Incidentally, this is a very small landing zone so only two black hawks can fit in here at this time and once we hit this airspace we've got to fly down at 500 feet to be under radar but know this by the time we are you know uh, we, we're we're this uh, half mile out from the town those birds are going to be heard the pakistani army is eventually going to get word hey there are helicopters and all the soldiers the people are looking at this they're watching this around and the uh, special ops guys go wow that is a lot of moving parts there is a lot of moving parts to that The more moving parts, the more opportunity for it to slip up. Uh Uh-oh, we hit the radar. Uh Uh-oh, the birds got heard earlier than we thought. Uh Uh-oh, the Pakistanis were doing a training mission. Uh Uh-oh, it's 15 bogeys, not six. Uh Uh-oh, they have a bunch of kids over tonight. There's 20 kids there. There's not, you know, just a few little kids. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, the night vision goggles went down. Uh Uh-oh, every time there's a moving part, there's an opportunity for an error. And what used to happen in voting was this. All the ID checking happened up front. You walk in. Hi, may I see your ID? Yes, here it is. What's your name and address? And you say it to them and you seem to know it. And so that's okay. And you look like the person on the ID. Okay, this looks like you. You know your name and address. I'm going to now hand you a ballot. That ballot is, is, is untraceable unless they're tracking your fingerprints. You go fill that ballot out. It goes into a box. The ID's been checked. The signature's been checked. The address has been checked. Count the ballots. When you go to spamming people, you end up with all these different steps. They talk about the envelope opening, the signature matching. What if the signature doesn't match? Well, then we can cure the ballot. What does that mean? It means now that you go and re-canvas. Now you send those same nagging teams back out to the neighborhood. Back onto the phones and the addresses. Hey, um, you know that ballot that, uh, that you finally filled out after we nagged you 14 times? Um, did you, you know, the signature, they say the signature didn't match. I was because they had my mom sign it. I was tired. Well, your mom didn't sign it like you. We need you to sign it. I'm really sleepy. We're coming over. Sign the ballot. Sign the ballot. And they come over and there's now you've got that. And every step along the way that opens a door for fraud, and it's the way that they have moved this. And except for one state, one guy, 
is not a system worshiper. Ron DeSantis didn't worship the system. Ron DeSantis, like President Trump had said, like President Trump had said, why do we not have voter ID? Why is that racist? Why are we supposed to trust these machines? If something can be coded, it can be hacked. Don't tell me these things weren't online. They were online. Every set of hands on an election complicates and opens it up for fraud. Think about this. Think about this. You get your ballots in the old sense. You show your ID. They check your address that, that, yep, that's you. And here's your ID. Yep, that looks like you. And they hand you your ballot. And you're walking and a guy comes up and says, hey, did you get your ballot verified? What? Did you get it verified? Well, she just handed it to me. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, I, I need to verify for that. Can I have that real quick? And the guy takes, you know, you hand him your ballots and he goes over and goes, like, okay, thanks. It's verified. Now it's a different ballot. Now maybe he's filled some things out. Every single time there's a step, there's a process that invites fraud. And we're seeing the results now, not of mass fraud. I don't have that proof. There are people who are about to file lawsuits who say they have that proof. That's what they say. And every time there's a step, that's the case. So again, the system as it exists is lawyers have to be everywhere, everywhere. And this is, again, the Republicans, you know, well, but we worship the system. Nope. You need to have lawyers question everything. Sorry. We can operate in the way things ought to be or the way things are. <laughs> I promise you, this is not part of the plan. This, this just, 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 I just, just came up in front of me. It really did. Uh, I saw the criminal um, thug-like pretend, I mean, he actually is attorney general, uh, but he is thug-like, he is criminal in my judgment, he's a felon in my judgment, Um, well, and in fact, I mean, by evidence, um, of, of, of the separate country of Washington using Mike Lindell's name. He is. He's, he's celebrating that in the separate country of Washington, some legislators who went to Mike's event and the AG pretends, well, maybe he's right. They use taxpayer funds to go look at a tax, go look at an election system, celebrating that they didn't win their seats. And yeah, it's election security talk and Mike Lindell comes up. Imagine that. Uh, and Mike Lindell has brought something else to the market and it goes right back um, to his obsession with comfort. Uh, he has a, he has a um, now, towel set. Now, I was a little suspicious of this because, okay, pillows, sheets, core competency, sleep. But I thought about this. Well, what else is core competency? It's picking the right fabrics. It's making things in America. It's a 60-day money-back guarantee. All these things apply to these powers. So, Talos, I do have these. You have the opportunity as well to wrap yourself in nothing but the best. The MyPillow six-piece towel set. It's regularly $89.98. You get it now for only, ready for this, $39.98 at MyPillow.com slash Herman. Use the promo code Herman. And there you'll find deep discounts on all MyPillow products. Get your six-piece My Towel Pillow set for only $39.98. And again, it's regularly $89.98. 
Shop MyPillow.com slash Herman, promo code Herman. That's MyPillow.com slash Herman, and use the promo code Herman. MyPillow.com slash Herman, use the promo code Herman. Now, of course, we've heard about the joke, and we'll get to that, of Maricopa County and what's gone on there again, and an absolutely foreseeable joke. Harris County. Uh, There were, again, a a huge number of problems uh, in Harris County, and some GOP officials, actually not system worshipers, talked about that going on investigating the facts and as those facts are developed we will if those facts support what we believe to be the truth file a lawsuit and we will have a day of reckoning in the courtroom for administrator tatum and all of his folks why would it be that the only places that our investigation has shown thus far to not have enough paper to vote Republican stronghold precincts. One would think if it's just a simple administrative screw up, we don't have enough paper for the entire election, that that screw up would be all over the Democratic precincts as well. And yet, so far, we've found 23 precincts that didn't have paper. Guess what? All 23 are Republican strongholds. That ought to tell you something. That makes me suspect that this wasn't just a colossal failure. This was intentional. And we're going to take this investigation wherever it leads, and we will file the appropriate paperwork. Now, I want to turn our attention to what happened today. We had a hearing in front of the judge. Um, We're talking about mail-in ballots. We're told that there are about 200 mail-in ballots that have yet to be counted. And we talked about the process by which those should be counted. We have another hearing tonight in front of the judge set at eight o'clock. And if necessary, we'll be back in front of the court again at 9.30 in the morning. So stay tuned on what's gonna happen with those mail-in ballots. I wanna make the public aware though, that there is something coming up that is colossally important to the outcome of these races. It's called provisional ballots. Provisional ballots and and curing ballots. You know what else it does? It tosses it over to a star chamber approach. By the way, that's Harris County, Texas, Houston. It tosses it over to who? A group of people who argue. It goes right back to hanging chads and curing ballots. We can't tell who you voted for. I didn't vote on that. You got to, you got to come in. You meant to vote. You meant to vote. And you get back to the pressuring. And system worshipers are silent on this. The JT Wilcoxes of the world are so committed to people. You got it. People taught. You have to have people have to trust the system. I got it. Guess what? Telling people to trust the system doesn't work when you can look at the system and say, this is a joke. Maricopa County. We'll get to that because Carrie Lake is all over this. Julie Kelly went through a list of rules that exist about about mail-in voting. Julie Kelly, at one point, had been a GOP precinct committee woman. 
And she goes through the, 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 the state by state, different, different rules. For the safe and secure election believers, especially at conservative outlets, explain this joke process. Who exactly is handling mail-in ballots a month before Election Day in California? Who's watching? What's the oversight process? I'll remain an election denier and get, until I get answers. Here's her point. You have these drop boxes. People come and they drop off these ballots whenever they want in these drop boxes. And occasionally people go by and they pick up the ballots. Again, who's monitoring that? When you, when I voted in my little small town, my wife and I went and voted, we presented our ID. The woman asked me, what's your name and address? I gave it to her. That verified things. She looked at my ID, then she scanned it. And this is Idaho, way up in the woods. And she scanned it on the back of the ID. And then that verified something. Then she handed me my ballot. Then I went and um, no, th- no, she handed me a piece of paper. Then I went and got my ballot. She didn't get to hand me my ballot because she'd know who I was. Then I get my ballot. Then I fill my ballot out. Then I go back to another lady. She wants my name and address. She checks me off the list as having voted. I started to hand her my ballot. She goes, oh, I can't touch your ballot. Actually, she said, oh, baby, I can't touch your ballot. Honey, you got to put it in the box. And so I put it in the box. She doesn't want her fingerprints on the ballot. No one wants to handle my ballots. God bless them. System worshipers would have us believe that a bunch of people who are spending their time volunteering because they may just love their country, they may be patriots. I'm sure that those ladies who run the elections in this Idaho town are patriots. I'm sure that they're not there to to screw with anybody's vote. But you look at big city corruption, You look at the involvement of the post office in this. You look at the involvement of ballot harvesters in this who are paid to harvest ballots. Don't tell me for five seconds that we can believe the chain of custody in that. Or, well, rather trust the chain of custody. How many hands are too many on a set of ballots? How many holes in the system are too many holes in the system? Every time someone touches something, there's an opportunity to steal something. <laughs> you know, you're at Thanksgiving dinner. Ask someone to pass you the, 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 the stuffing and just hope you have, you've got a big family. Hope there's some left by the time it gets there. We know about what Mark Zuckerberg did. We know about how that worked. And we know what that did in terms of changing the turnout dynamics. It changed the turnout dynamics because people didn't really have to vote. They had, no, that's not true. They didn't have to make a decision. They had to color in dots. And once they colored in dots, then the ballot harvesters come by. Which brings us to Maricopa County. And what we're seeing in Maricopa County. And what we should be seeing in Maricopa County. Now, you tell me if this engenders in you a great deal of confidence. 62,000 last night, but not significantly more. So if you're interested in that, pay attention at the 8 o'clock hour. Um, So... Why is it taking the amount of time it's taking? A lot of people are talking about this. Well, first of all, it's very standard. This is how things work in Arizona and have for decades. 
And this is due in part because of mail-in voting, and Recorder Richard's going to talk about that more. But I told this group uh, that we anticipated 90 to 95 percent, or sorry, 95 to 99 percent of the ballots to be counted by Friday. That's tomorrow. But I'm here to tell you the goalposts have changed. Oh, they have. Right? Oh, the goalposts have moved. They've ch- the goalposts have changed. No, goalposts don't change. You've moved the goalposts. And again, system worshipers. But Todd, these are public officials doing their best job. Are they? Carrie Lake is running against the Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs. If there's a close call with a bunch of ballots, who makes the decision? Who certifies the election? Katie Hobbs. There's a photograph that shows the system for what the system is. It's the ballot counting going on in Maricopa County. And there's a woman in a nice, what do you call it? Uh, It's like a business suit for women. Do you call that a skirt suit, by the way? What is that called? It's not a dress. It's got to be a name for this. I would call it a skirt suit, but then again, I don't wear skirts. There's got to be a name for that. Dress casual for women or or business casual for women, rather. I don't know. It's beige. She's She's leaning against one of the machines. She has her arms folded in a power pose. Right, leaning against the machine, foot on one, uh, weight on one foot, chin up, observing all of her domain. This is her domain. She's the Secretary of State, even though she says she has to drive an Uber uh, to make ends meet. She's Secretary of State. She's observing the workings as an expert, looking for any sign of fraud in an election in which she is running. Did anybody? at the National Republic basis, uh, Republican basis come along and say, hey, maybe it's not a great idea for the woman who is running to be governor to get to be involved in counting the votes. Uh, I, I'm full trust, Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs, uh, uh, Katie Hobbs a patriot. Uh, full trust that system. Uh, Maricopa County, one of the fine upstanding counties in the country. Carrie Lake did not get the ring. That, it, it's, I'm sorry, but it goes back to that. It really goes back to that. So what do we do? There's a certain point when you have to recognize reality. We're clinging to our own rock. I hate to say it, but we're clinging to our own rock. There is only one rock on which we can truly cling. And and that is the rock on which Christ's church was built. I'm not talking about the apostle Peter. I'm talking about Christ as the rock, the cornerstone. Rejected by the people, but still the cornerstone, the Lord Jesus. That's, That's, of course, the rock on which we can base everything. I heard a great saying the other day in a song, in a pop song. I don't know what the day will bring, but I know who brought the day. Or who knew, I know who made the day, not brought it, who made the day. I don't know what the day will bring, but I know who made the day. Okay, we can cling on that rock, but let's, let's recognize something. We're in a bunch of rushing water called the Cultural Revolution. You and I, we're in it together. We were in a, an, in a, in a raft called the United States of America. And people who hate this country have come and they have, they have overturned that raft. Now, we're still floating. Our heads are above water. We're going to live through this because this is not where life ends. 
Life doesn't end if we've accepted the Lord Jesus, but we're in a cold stream. It's very scary. And you and I together, we're clinging to a rock. And that rock is this. The rock is, uh, look, we vote on the same day. I still vote on the same day. I vote on election day. I go in person. I think there's less chance for fraud. I think less people, fewer, I know, fewer people have a chance to spoil my ballot. I know there's fewer chances for fraud. I know that. I know that every step includes fraud or includes a chance of fraud. I'm clinging to that rock. As long as I can vote in person, I'll do it. But on a vote organizing basis, the stream is rushing past us. And downstream, there are a bunch of people who want their country back with us. As much as I loathe it and hate it, we're going to have to get into the ballot harvesting game. But how do we do this and not become what they are? You cannot fight for heaven using the tools of the devil. We cannot become the people who are going out and scaring everybody. If you don't vote Republican, they're going to break into your house at night and and trans your kids while you're sleeping. Now, that's not that far off. That's not that far off. But that's not happening right now. But maybe there is a different path. They're not demanding a medical miracle. They're not uh, having unrealistic expectations. They just would like to be able to say goodbye or to to hug somebody. So it it was, you know, he's crying, by the way, Ron DeSantis, and he's pulling himself together. I think it's difficult um, to think that some of our actions may have prevented. That's, that's a man who is in service. That's a man who recognizes that any of the lockdowns he allowed to happen in his state caused people to die alone. He's, he's in that moment, that's a man realizing he forced people to die afraid and alone. Because he gave in to the system. He worshipped the system. I don't think he worships the system anymore. So maybe we can be the people who simply tell the truth in our ballot harvesting. Hi. You've been mailed a ballot. If you'd like some help filling it out, we'd like to help you. One of the most important things on that ballot is, do you want more crime? We don't want to abuse people or hurt people, but you've seen your neighborhood. We need to stop this. We're with the side that wants that to stop. Maybe that's the people we need to be. Maybe ballot harvesting can be done in the way that evangelism is done. Share, connect, minister, disciple. How? What if we're the ones in the neighborhood all the time? What if the Republican Party becomes something else, a party that's not just there when it's time to gather votes? Before he lost his mind, before Trump broke him, 
Well, you know what? To be fair, it wasn't Trump that broke Michael Steele. It was it was the party. It was Karl Rove and people like that who broke Michael Steele. They're the ones who drove him away. I'm not trying to defend him having gone insane and doing what he does on MSNBC, but I was there when they broke him. Maybe one day Michael will tell that story. What they did to Michael Steele was pretty disgusting. I'm not, again, I'm not defending Steele. But he used to talk about Republicans trying to go get black votes and they'd come around every two, four, or six years and they'd pretend to like black people. I'm not saying that they were racist, but they'd really pretend to like black people. It, and Democrats do the same thing. Hillary Clinton's terrible at it. I don't feel no ways tired. Where's my hot sauce? But maybe what if we were there? What if we were going to go harvest ballots? We instead go harvest needs. We instead knock on the door and say, hey, there's a lot of crime in the area. Are you okay? Is there anything we can maybe do from any perspective to kind of try to help? Or what if that went into the proper place of the church? Not the, not, not the building, the people. The church is not a building. What if by being there in the neighborhoods, as we're supposed to be anyway, sharing and ministering, which means to care for, what if we were doing that every day? And what if by doing that regularly every day, when it came time to, to harvest votes and we knock on the door, we're not knocking on the door and looking at a list and going, uh, hi, is your name um, Hone Martinez? Uh, no, it's a Juan Martinez. Okay, hi, Juan. Instead, we're knocking on the door and saying, hey, Juan, how are you? Hey, Todd, you're from the church. Yes, yes, normally I'm from the church. Um, I'm actually here picking up ballots today. Um, did you get a ballot mailed to you? See, see, you got the ballot mailed. Okay, when you're, you're, hey, did you take your citizenship class? See, see, I'm a citizen. Oh, my goodness, welcome to our country, my brother. Oh, it's so good to have you. Do you need any help filling your ballot out? See, see, maybe. Or maybe, no, I don't need help filling my ballot out. What are you talking about? I have a degree in political science. I just simply moved to this country. Maybe I could help you fill your ballot out. Would you? Right? Maybe we're there. So that when we show up, we're not just someone there to take them. Which is definitely what the party of the system rapers do. That's the left. Raping the system. Raping the votes. While the Republicans stand by and worship the system. And some of us cling to the rock of what should be. Instead of clinging to the rock of what is, the word of God. And being where we ought to be anyway for the only election that's always going to matter. And once again, the theme, win souls, get the consolation prize of winning the country back. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be better at being in the neighborhoods than I am. Here I am talking about being up in the mountains. You guys are like, you just said you're up in the mountains. So talk to us about being in the neighborhood. And please go with God's good grace.